What is up? What is up? So, hey guys, this right here is episode, I think, eight. So you got seven more episodes before this. I also recorded an intro to kind of give a quick rundown of, you know, the Facebook and Instagram. I told y'all something wrong at the very beginning. So anyways, and to kind of give y'all a little backstory of how, why I started this, so, so on and so forth. So once again, if you want to know where to find me on Facebook, it's Tony, T-O-N-Y, Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Um, the other place to find me is on Instagram at TNT Dad 2728. At TNT Dad 2728. You can also look me up by Tony Story, S T O R I E. And then on LinkedIn, same thing, Tony, and then in parentheses, Anthony Story, S T O R I E. All right, so let's get this episode started. Um, <clears throat> first and foremost, um, on the last episode, I talked about. Um, getting the trade appraised, and I also talked about the walk around. So these next steps, um, I'm not taking it out of order. This is the way I see how to do it, so you can do whatever way you want to. But the next step I like to do is test drive and negotiate the terms of the sell. So I'm going to be hitting these two up because I only have about 22 minutes to record this episode. But I'm going to give you uh, an in-depth look at both of these, but I'm not going to go into how to overcome objections. That's a whole different episode. Um, I can have hundreds of different of episodes uh, going on how to overcome the objections. But when I go to do that, I'm going to probably get people on and interview them with me and find out what their number one objection is and what their go-to um, overcome that thing, overcome that objection is. So um, once again, also make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Uh, I might start recording, uh, re- what is it? Uh, promotions or uh, what is it, whatever it is on the Anchor app. So if you hear something before it, I don't know, you get paid a little bit of money to do it. So I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of still debating it, uh, determining whether I want to do it. So long story short, let's get to the meat of this episode. So like I said, make sure you, if you know somebody in the car business that's going through a slump or somebody that's about to get in the car business or even a finance manager or a general manager that you know would like to listen to this, make sure you share it with it. Share it with them. Um, give me five stars if you like it. Put some comments down there if you want to hear something different, uh, or if you just think that you know we need to add this or that. I, I'm always up for um, corrections or uh, improvements to what I, what it is I'm doing. So let's get started. So one of the things I like to do is I like to go on the test drive with the customer. Uh, there are certain salespeople that like to ghost ride, you know, ghost ride the whip. But lots a lot of salespeople in the car business still ghost ride to this day. And they think that they are accomplishing more than one thing at one time. So while they are taking the letting the customer go and test drive by themselves, they typically will uh, go get the vehicle appraised, BBS and go get you know a Coke, whatever it may be. I, I really don't care. But I don't think you're doing uh, your job if you don't go the, go on a test drive test drive with a the customer. There are a few reasons why you would not go on a test drive with a customer. Obviously, if you're driving in a two-door car and there's two people, you'd be the third man. Make sure you get a driver's license, insurance card, all that good information if they're going to test drive the vehicle. The other thing is, is if it's a, a family of eight and it's an eight-passenger vehicle, that's another reason why you wouldn't go on a test drive with a customer. And the very last one is, is all honesty, some customers like to go on a test drive without anybody in a vehicle. So those are the few reasons why you would not go on a test drive with a customer. Other than that, there is no other excuse or reason to not go on a test drive with a customer. You must always go on a test drive with a customer 100% of the time. Um, So with that being said, 
Know what your test drive route is for your dealership. Dealerships will let you know what the test drive route is, whether you get on this exit, enter this, or get on this entrance, exit here, take this back road, it takes you to these little areas. Every dealership will have a test drive route. But I've always told my customers, or my salespeople, whenever I was a manager, and even to this day, is the test drive route is the route that the customer wants to go on. So for instance, if you're driving a truck and you want to show them the horsepower of the vehicle, whether you be in a Mustang, uh, a, a car, an SUV, and you want to show the customer how it gets on the highway, or if they say, hey, look, you mind if I take this down about three X's? I want to get the real feel of this vehicle. That will now be your test drive route. Um, quick key note, though, make sure you always have the insurance card of the dealership in the car with you. Always, always have it. But that is what the test drive route will be at that point in time. There's a couple customer, a couple of different ways uh, dealerships like to do it. Me personally, when I was selling cars, I didn't mind the customer taking the vehicle off their lot. And for insurance people reasons, some dealerships require that you that you drive it off a lot. I think it's the most awkward thing to drive it down to a gas station, get out, switch spots, so on and so forth. But if you can have the, if your dealership doesn't mind, have the customer test drive or take the vehicle off the lot. Um, when you do that, take them down the designated route. If the route allows you to have a stopping point along along it, that's when you have either the spouse uh, change spots or you get out and take a look at the vehicle. Um, I wasn't big on taking a look at the vehicle, but I did like to sit there and, and get them out of the vehicle at some point during the test drive. It's not a necessity. It's just one of those things. It all depends on the customer too. Um, when you do go on that test drive, most managers will tell you to be quiet, not say a word. I look at it a couple different ways. If I'm really relatable to that customer and we've built a good rapport, I like to sit there and just talk about life and business and just all, or life and their business and what they do and let them get to talk to me. Um, and that way they can not so much focus on the car itself. Because every vehicle, I wouldn't say rides the same at this point in time, every vehicle still rides different. But if most of the time your customers have done enough research they have a feeling of what this vehicle will, will drive about. You talking to them will typically not take them off their game of what they're thinking about driving the vehicle. But I would spark up a conversation. It's my personal opinion. I like to talk to people. I like to get to know them. Um, I also like to ask them certain questions. Um, while we are test driving the vehicle, along with asking them about life, so on and so forth, I kind of highlight little spots. So when I was doing the initial uh, meet and greet and the needs, the needs assessment, when I ask them, you know, certain questions, you know, that's when safety becomes key. You know, the ability to make hands-free phone calls, um, change the radio station hands-free, turn the volume up, look at all the in instrument clusters in front of them, uh, blind spot monitoring system. Just show them how easy it is, easy uh, easy it is, but do not take their eyes off the road. Make sure to always keep their eyes on the road. Uh, you don't want to be in an accident. And I know if you've ever been in the car business, you've either seen or heard of an accident. So. With that being said, make sure that you are, you know, um, showing all the key features that are safety features to them. And also, sorry, I'm sniffling, I'm a little under the weather, but also show them, you know, the features of what the cool things were that you, that you did have. 
Um, and and one place I typically like to go, and I've noticed this with the older generation, is I sometimes like to go to an open parking lot to where they can do tight steering. Uh, the reason why I do this is because you know most customers uh, of the older generation they like to see how the vehicle handles. They're more in tune with the um, uh, the overall performance of the vehicle, so they want to make sure they can get in and out of tight spots. Uh, also, I kind of show them how easy it is to park the vehicle. If you have the ability to parallel park the vehicle, show them that too. Show them all the cool features of the vehicle. Your test drive, to me, should last um, at least you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes. That way they can get under the ether of the new vehicle. Um, because I told you in the previous one, the walk around, if they don't know a feature, they don't pay for that feature. So if they don't know that they have blind spot monitoring system and it saves their lives from hitting somebody to the left of them or to somebody to the right of them, they didn't know that they paid for that feature. They had no clue if or no clue that that feature even existed or the panoramic moonroof, how they're driving down the road and they got it open and the wind blowing in their hair. If they didn't know that that panoramic, panoramic roof existed, they didn't pay for that feature. So make sure at the end of the day, you're showing them all the cool things that you did while you were on the walk around. When you do pull the vehicle back into the dealership, uh, this is one of my recommendations. I always like to get it closest to the wash bay as possible, um, or I like to pull it up close to their vehicle if their vehicle has been appraised. The reason why you do that is it's a mental thing. Uh, it's a psychology thing. You put the vehicle that they're trading into ne next to the vehicle that they are buying. And the reason why you do that, they see what they're giving up or what they're, what they're about to you know, trade in for what they're about to get. And they kind of see and highlight the things that, that are cool about the new vehicle. So that's one of the things I do. Now, if they don't have a vehicle that they are going to be uh, trading in, what I typically like to do is get them as close to the wash bay as possible. I do it as a psychological thing. Say, hey, look, Mr. Customer, if you can't park right here, so whenever we do uh, come to agreeable terms, I'm going to take the vehicle over there and get it washed for you. I don't want to make it the uh, quickest way possible. And what that does is it kind of gets them in the buying mood. They know that you're you're here to sell them a car. Um, I'm not here in the car business to demonstrate vehicles to you all you know all day every day. I'm here to sell you a car, and I want to make sure that that um, is upfront known to them. Um, so when you get outside of the vehicle, let them walk around, let them take a look at it, let them kind of be in awe of the vehicle or, or, or still soak up the ether of the vehicle that they are about to purchase from you. Um, I typically uh, don't really have a closing line when I come inside, but I say, hey, Mr. Customer, let's go inside. Um, I'm going to get some numbers together for y'all. And then and only then if y'all, if we come to agreeable terms, you'll be taking delivery of this vehicle. So come on, follow me inside. Um, because at the end of the day, if you say, hey, you know, do you like the vehicle? And they go, yep, yeah, all you gotta do is get the numbers right. I know I have to get the numbers right. It's almost the exact thing that they're gonna say every time. So at that point in time, I take them in the dealership, I sit them down and I ask them if they need to go get a drink of water or a beverage at this point in time. That way while I'm getting the numbers, I don't have to lose focus or attention of the customer. Uh, and also if it is hot like it is in Texas, the water does help them out. So once I get inside, sit them at my desk, I go up to the sales tower and I would tell the manager at that point or time, hey, I got the customer here, he's hot, he's ready to buy. Now, some what I've seen nowadays in the car business is the salesperson will tell them, hey, he wants this first trade, this for his, he wants to pay this for the vehicle and this is what his payments will be. I don't like that. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. You're penciling the deal and prejudging the deal before it even gets to the point where you can present any numbers. 
if you've done your job up to this point of presenting the vehicle, doing your uh, silent walk around on the trade-in, or asking them if anything's wrong with the vehicle, you have done your job. You, at this point, need to earn every dollar of commission that you have done to up to this point to make some money off this car deal. So, at this point, I always ask, I tell the manager, here's the trade-in, here's what they owe, and um, this is the vehicle that they're, that they're interested in. Um, I, as a manager, I will always put a down payment on a pencil. Um, some managers like to believe to go 36, 48, 60 months. Uh, at this point, I, I'm almost to the uh, practice just doing um, 48, 60, and 72. The reason, the psychology behind that is if at this point, if you they see the payment at 60 months and it's sky high, you then can extend it out to 72 months, therefore not taking money away from your price of your vehicle, giving more money for the trade, or even down payment. I always typically at least put tax title and license down in every one of my pencils. The reason why is you have to educate the customer on how to buy a vehicle, not the other way around where you give them everything they want up front. When the manager gives me the pencil, I do nothing at that point. I don't analyze it, I don't take a look at it, the only thing I, very, I, I double check is that we're on the right stock number and we're on the right trade and that my payoff is correct. I don't want to know any other numbers besides that. I don't want to know what their payment is. I don't want to know anything. All I want to know is, hey, did my manager get this right, this right? Okay, we're good. On the payoff, I highly suggest that you call the bank or the lender that it is paid off, that it, the bank is still being, or the vehicle still has a lien through. That way you can have an accurate payoff on there. Um, so... Anyways, long story short, I take that pencil, I then take it out to the customer. So one quick thing that I learned this week um, was from my new car director is that he folds the paper in half and he does not present it right away. And he does it in a manner to leave it as a mystery to the customer. Uh, and I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was kind of neat because at that point in time, you control everything. Um, also, at this point, you always have a pen on hand too because I'll tell you why here in just a second. So what he does is he leaves mystery to it. So, hey, Mr. Customer, you enjoyed the vehicle that we drove. So I got the numbers right here. My manager did a phenomenal job in putting the numbers together for you. Even though I still haven't looked at them, um, I always tell my manager did a phenomenal job putting these numbers together for you. Uh, we worked really hard. We've taken a look at your vehicle. Also, um, we've also taken a look at the market price for our vehicle. So at that point in time, what I'd like to do is I then open the paper up, present it to the customer as hey, this right here is the vehicle you're looking at. This is the vehicle you're going to be trading into us or selling to us. So right now, as I'm going down the pencil, now most of you are going to have the um, the whole numbers lined out, tax time license, so on and so forth, what the complete drive out will be. So what I notice is that some people will go through, num what is it, what I like to call numbers insanity, or they'll sit there and just give, they'll itemize every number out. What I like to do is, this is how I say it. Hey, Mr. Customer, this right here, is the market price for the vehicle based on our research. Um, your vehicle based on the current condition, miles, um, and the current uh, uh, market value for the vehicle, this is what it's valued at. Uh, other than that, this is the bottom line. So all I need you to do now is select from the payment options that we have here and select which down payment term and monthly payment works best for you. And then at that point, I set the pin down. But while I'm defining those numbers, I'm pointing to them along the way. The customer will always follow your pin. It's like a magic, um, it's a magic, like the magic uh, wand. They'll follow it as you guide throughout all those numbers. So like I said, the customer will at that, at that point follow you throughout all the numbers throughout the whole entire process. So make sure you're pointing each one of them out. Uh, 
and that's the reason and what I the reason why I like to say it that way is because um, the simple fact is you're defining what the current market price of the vehicle is the current market value for the trade is what some salespeople get themselves caught into saying is that this is what we're giving you for the trade um, and based on this down payment um, this is what your payment will be don't say that the customer will pick their options so the way here let's go through it one more time I'm sorry I'm being repetitive but as long as you say it this way write it down repeat it to yourself say hey this right here is a current value for the price this is the current market price for the vehicle based on the current condition and miles of the vehicle this is the current value for your vehicle other than that um, this is the bottom line I just needed you to pick which payment down payment and term works best for you and one of the um, key notes that I learned is that sometimes if you point to the lowest payment their eyes will go to that um, so you're more than welcome to do what you want to do so anyways at that point in time the customer will give you their objection whether it be the price of the vehicle whether it be the trade-in on the vehicle whether it be I don't have any down payment well I'm not gonna go that term you know so on and so forth those are all objections that I will get into later on but as long as you get this portion down right um, a lot of things will happen. You'll either have a first pencil close or you'll learn what the objections are. Um, and like I said, going into the objections portion of it, that'll be a whole new episode. But at this point in time, you've done what you needed to do to secure um, the deal um, and go to the next step of overcoming objections. Um, and like I said, a, the customer will point out to you what their uh, main key objection is. So, Let's recap a little bit of what, what, uh, what we're talking about. So on the test drive, everybody knows where the test drive route is. Make sure you ask the dealership that you work for what the test drive route is. On top of that, what is the test drive route if the customer doesn't want to go on the regular test drive route, wherever they may, wherever they may want to go. Um, one key thing I kind of want to touch on too before um, I, I, didn't, I didn't say this is sometimes the customer will sit there and say, well, my wife's at the house. Well, how, how far do you live from here, Mr. Customer? Well, I live a couple miles away. I just want to see if it fits in my garage real quick and have my wife take a look at it. All right, let's go. And at that point in time, take them to, the, take them to their, their, uh, their house, see if it fits in the garage, let the wife take a look at it. Do all of those key things because those will help you hold gross and make more money uh, and sell that car to that customer. So make sure you find out what the test drive route is. Make sure you... Um, if it's an older couple or if it's just any couple, make sure that you uh, take them into a parking lot. Let them steer it. Let them figure it out. Let them learn all the cool features. Show them the cool features of what they are paying for for this vehicle. Oh, and then one quick tidbit. I should have said this earlier. One real quick tidbit. Never, um, just this is me personally as a manager, if you have a female salesman that works for you, never let them go on a test drive with a male customer at late nights you never know what's going to happen and it always prevents stuff from happening so if you do have a female that has a male customer late at night you need to have another um, male salesperson on that test drive with them it's just one of those things I, I believe hugely in safety at that point or time so make sure you're doing that too once you bring the vehicle back like I said park it next to the vehicle that they are going to be trading in or if they don't have a trading Park it as close to the wash bay as possible, and then once you get them inside, uh, I think the key. I think what I sit there and told you to say with them was, "Hey, Mr. Customer, uh, right now, or if all numbers are agreeable, uh, let's go. Let's go on head inside. Let's make sure all numbers are agreeable, so you can take delivery of this vehicle today. Head on inside. Don't even look back, and keep on walking." 
um, if you've done everything right up to this point. And once you get inside, sit them down, what do you do? You get them, uh, either have them at that point go to the restroom or get them a bottle of water, whatever it may be to uh, get them in the most comfortable position or comfortable environment possible. After that, you then go to um, the sales tower. Do not look at the pencil. Let it be as much of a mystery to you as it is to the customer. Take that pencil out to the customer. Keep it folded. Don't show them what that pencil is. Keep some anticipation there. Have a pen ready and clearly, out, uh, clearly outline the numbers. This is the vehicle that we looked at. This is the vehicle that you're uh, going to be selling to us. Other than that, this is the current uh, market value, the current market price for my vehicle. This is the current market value for your trade based on um, condition, miles, so on and so forth. Uh, this is your bottom line. I just need you to select which payment, down payment, and term works best for me, and then sign right here and leave the pin there. And, want, and at that point, they will tell you all of their objections. So I hope you all take away some tidbits from this episode. I hope you all learn some stuff. Uh, like I said, if you want to uh, hook up with me or talk to me uh, in the social realm, it's Tony, T-O-N-Y, story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Uh, on Facebook, it's at T-N-T Dad. 2728 on Instagram and it's Tony parentheses Anthony story S-T-O-R-I-E on LinkedIn. Also, if you heard in the background, somebody crying, that was my son. He's four years old and he just has those emotional breakdowns sometimes. So I am a dad too. Um, other than that, I appreciate y'all for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to it if you like the content that I'm bringing to you. Also, um, share it with a friend, uh, a coworker. If they're having a slump in the car business, it kind of gets them back to the basics. Um, and if somebody's going to be entering into the car business, make sure you share it with them also. Other than that, I do appreciate y'all for listening to me on this episode. Episode number eight, I got seven more before this, along with the intro episode. I appreciate y'all for going through the uh, grind with me on creating these episodes and getting through the music, so on and so forth. So once again, I, I appreciate y'all greatly. So have a good rest of the next two weeks. Christmas is going to be killer. It's going to be the craziest uh, month you're going to see in the car business. And I hope you kill your goals and sell double what you plan on selling. All right. Peace out. Thank you.